Welcome to UX Curious, the podcast that explores the fascinating world of UX design across different industries. I'm your host, Christina Lutkan, and here we dive deep into the world of UX with designers who are pushing boundaries in unexpected places. Join me as I chat with talented designers and spark your curiosity about the endless possibilities of UX. Whether you're a seasoned designer or simply UX curious, this podcast is your gateway to understanding the impactful role of design in shaping our world. Ready to join me on this adventure? Let's get UX Curious. For our very first episode, we're shining a light on what it takes to be a UX designer in the telecommunications industry. So I'm excited to introduce our guest for today, Brenda Sinclair, a senior visual designer at Telus Digital, who has a wealth of experience in this field. Welcome to the show, Brenda. It's great to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. To start things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey into UX design, and how you found your way into the telecommunications industry? For sure. So for me, if I take it way back to just sort of university age, I was really interested in psychology for the first piece. And I did about a year of study in psychology and then realized I didn't want to do a whole PhD in it and like continue further. But I really had an interest in, in understanding how people think and, and how they work. And I sort of had the secondary passion of, of web design at that point. So I decided maybe I'll follow a career or a, at least a school year in web design and bring that sort of psychology background as beginner level as it was into that because I really liked understanding how folks thought. So yeah, I pursued digital design course. I learned design. I learned coding, marketing, some ethics. I think an accounting course was thrown in there. It's a whole bunch of things. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of different sort of the jack of all trades kind of program, but really wanted to pursue design. Just fell in love with how it can solve problems in such an elegant way and still be creative. Like there's a right answer, but you can still sort of do it your own way, if that makes sense. So yeah, after school, I started out as a designer in the e-commerce industry. So I was focused on selling products online, doing a lot of banner design, different sort of sales and and working with a marketing team in that sense. Mm-hmm. After a bit in there, I was sort of looking for a different opportunity, but I wasn't really sure what. I didn't have my eyes on a specific industry. Didn't have my eyes on a telecom industry, that's for sure. But I had a few ex-colleagues who had then moved to the to uh, telecom. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll reach out, see if there's some opportunities there. And there was. And so that's how I've, I've ended up in it. And I've, yeah, I've been working in telecom for four years now. And I still learn something new every week. I'm pretty sure it's, it's quite an interesting industry to work in. There's lots of moving pieces and lots of interesting things to learn. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good it's a good point because you don't really meet designers that are kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go work for a telecommunications industry. I think a lot of designers, they kind of end up in those companies and then they like the environment, they like the users, and they kind of stay and learn as much as they can about the industry. So you mentioned you worked before in different types of industries as well. So how does your work as a visual designer at Telus differ from other industries you've worked in? Yeah, I think with Telus specifically, it's a huge company. I think it's at least over 10,000 employees or or something crazy like that. So that was the biggest shock to me was just understanding how to interface with all these different teams across Telus, 
understanding what all those teams do as well as was quite the challenge. So that was probably the biggest piece as well with when I worked in e-commerce, I was focused on selling products. Now I'm focused on selling services. I'm focused on selling, you know, two-year term contracts, for example, or, or, you know, monthly builds products, that sort of thing. So it was interesting to sort of make that switch of, okay, I'm not just trying to sell a simple laptop. I'm trying to sell like a phone plan over two years to a customer and, and the nuances in that were quite different. So that was definitely the biggest sort of difference I would say between my e-commerce experience and this is just learning how to sell services versus products. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that type of role also comes with different challenges. So could you describe some of the unique challenges you've encountered while working in your role? For sure. As a visual designer with TELUS, I think TELUS, you could immediately picture TELUS's brand, right? You see a critter on a white background and mm-hmm. you know immediately that's, that's TELUS. And so it's exciting to work with such a strong brand as a visual designer. And it's, yeah, it's super exciting. But the flip side of that is because it's such a strong brand, there's only so much flexibility because it needs to be as recognizable as an animal on a white background, right? Which is super simple. So finding ways to push the boundary on the brand without breaking, you know, the standards and the guidelines that have been set has been quite challenging, but it's, it's been something I've been successful in so far. And it's been fun to try to poke out different sides of the box and, and see what sticks and, and see what doesn't. Yeah, that's definitely been the biggest challenge is, is working with such a impressively large and recognizable brand. And you do actually mention about guide, guidelines for for such a big company. Are there any industry-specific guidelines or standards that you need to follow? And how do you incorporate that into your work? As far as industry-specific guidelines, Nothing super specific, but I think something that's super important for telecom is making things simple, like just having to simplify the designs because we do sell services that are quite tricky and and quite in-depth for customers to understand, especially through a web platform. They're a little bit easier to talk about through the phone or or in store, but having to do that over the web is a lot more different because you don't have that conversational sort of aspect to it. So that's been the trickiest part is just figuring out how to simplify what can be some pretty complex services and and products that we sell into something that's really easy to buy in a few clicks online. There's sort of this saying, I guess, if you're getting all dressed up to go out for the night, you have all your outfits on, you have all your accessories on, it's take one thing away before you leave the house. I sort of do the same thing when I'm designing. I'm, I kind of have the mock-ups all ready to go. I've got the imagery done, all that jazz. But I got to take one thing away just to simplify it a little bit more. So we're not distracting customers from what they're trying to accomplish on the site. That's actually a very good point, because I think what we see on the surface, it seems quite simple already. So I think the question a lot comes on what's happening in the background that looks so complicated as well. Do you Mm -hmm. find that you need to kind of you know, talk to a lot of stakeholders. How how does the process of simplification works? How how do you say that the project is complex, and how do you know where to stop in terms of simplification? That's a great question. Yeah, I think as far as working with other teams to ensure things are simplified, we work with marketing quite a lot, and they are sort of in charge of what offers we get or what like how the products are sold and that sort of thing. And 
they can be sold in different ways for different mediums. And I think a lot of what I do and my team does is help to educate those folks on how things sell on the web and how things need to be more simplified because we can't, a customer can't just ask a question to the website that that doesn't work. They have to either, you know, talk to a chatbot or call in or that sort of thing. So it's, we need to make sure we have all the answers on the site as is. So ensuring that whatever products we are selling are simple helps with that sort of like remove any back and forth that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. And you do, you do mention kind of, it's a huge company. And I think every telecommunications company, it's, it's very big. It has a lot of teams, a lot of stakeholders, a lot of people to collaborate with. So I think the question comes to how do you collaborate with cross-functional teams, such as developers, product managers, product owners, to make sure that you have a cohesive experience across the entire company? Because I'm assuming there are a lot of products and services to offer. And, you know, they're looking from the outside, the challenges, how do you bring it all together under the same umbrella, but making sure you have good collaboration between all stakeholders? Yeah, that is definitely one of the bigger challenges with, with Telus because it is such a big company. I would say a lot of it varies from team to team, but when it really comes down to it, it's just ensuring that you're understanding that each team, they're all under Telus. We all have the same goal. We all have the end game of ensuring the customers have an easy experience buying and handling our products, right? So it's making sure that we're not in fighting with, between each other. Your marketing does things one way, the web does things the other. It's where can we find that compromise? And then most importantly, how do we build that trust between the teams to ensure that, yeah, we are working together. We do have the same goal and we want to, you know, move forward in, in the same direction. And so ensuring that there's, there's cohesion in that sense is really important. How do you kind of, in, in that sense, how do you make your voice loud? Like, how are you able to make sure that you speak for your designs, especially because there are so many people making decisions, I'm assuming. And how do you kind of stand out and decide that, you know, we should go forward with this design? How, how do you defend your designs? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think the the way I start out with it is I bring my stakeholders along the journey with me. I don't give them the solution. I say, here's the problem we all started with. Here's the work that we did, the research, the the user testing, whatever in between. Here's the results of that. And here's what led to that decision. That has been by far the most successful way to sell designs to stakeholders is ensuring that one, we're aligned on the same goal, we're aligned on the problem that we're all solving, and then showing them the work essentially, just like you do a math test at school. You can't just write the number of what the answer is. You need to show the work that that you did to get there. And so that's the most important part because that helps build trust. That helps build understanding as as to how we think. A lot of it is, it's not about, hey, look how pretty my design is. It's look at why the design is like this and help educate them as as you go along and bring them along with their journey. Is the why question all the time. I think it it goes across your designs, users, and I think it really comes into our work all the time. Why do we do what we do? And that yeah. kind of gives us the answer in every aspect of our roles, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And to that, you know, coming from the collaboration side, I would 
think also the companies, the telecommunications companies often have a broad user base. Like there's so many people using it, services, products, offline, online. How do you approach designing for a diverse set of users with different needs and preferences? And can you share a specific project or case study that, you know, you've done and had a significant impact on improving the experience of your users? For sure. Yeah, I think you're totally right. There are, everybody under the sun has to deal with a telecom company at some point, right? Everybody's got a phone these days. So you do have such a varying degree of customers to handle. And for folks that coming to the site, everyone has a different degree of how well they use the web, on which device they're using the web, all that sort of, sort of stuff sort of comes into that. So for us with Telus, we got really lucky and we, we got some really great customer research a couple of years back that have given us what we call behavioral segments. And so we're able to sort of identify customers in these five kind of buckets. So for some folks are, they just want to come to the site. They want to see a plan that has, you know, the right amount of gigabits for their phone and they want to click a button and buy it. That's it. They want to be like really quick. We call those sort of express flows. We also have customers that really want to see the details of things. They want to look at the tool tips or open up the modals and really understand the details about everything that they're buying. And so we make sure that even within those express flows, there's still ways to learn more throughout them. So if customers want the details, they get them, but they're not distracting the folks that really don't want those details. There's other folks that really need a helping hand to get through the site. They either don't understand how to use the web quite well, mm-hmm. or they don't understand you know, what, what our services entail. And so ensuring that we are like walking them through that process and making it really easy for them to understand what we're selling is really important. A really great example that sort of encapsulates all of this is I was part of building what we call the bundle builder at TELUS, which essentially allows customers to select which services they want from TELUS and then which tier of each service they want from that as well. So they're able to sort of pick and choose between, oh, I want like a a smaller internet plan, but I really want a lot of TV channels and I want a little bit of home security cameras or that sort of thing. So we ensure that while the bundle builder is really easy, you can like click, click a couple tiles, hit the checkout and you're done. There's also ways to expand those tiles and learn a lot more details. So for the folks that want the details, they're able to do that. We've also helped in the naming of the plan. So for example, I think we have some TV plans that are, you know, here's seven theme packs and a, a premium device or a premium channel. And folks don't necessarily know what that means. So we say, oh, this is kind of has a little bit for everybody or our smaller packages. This is just our core channels. So trying to use more friendly language and using a lot of imagery to show the channels and that sort of thing really helps those customers understand quickly that like this is what's for them and this is what's not for them. So ensuring that we're you know, using all those different strategies to help with those different types of customers coming through and being able to get to check out however which way they'd like. That's actually very impressive, especially you have to have so many considerations and thinking how can users access this information and, you know, different types of users. And you kind of have to think all the time from their perspective. And I think it's definitely more complex and going back to the question that we had before and how you're thinking, well, we need to simplify this. This actually makes a lot of sense to to think about simplifying because there's such a huge user base. 
And to talk to that, what do you do in your work for make it like in terms of accessibility? You know, how do you design work that m- makes sure that you kind of approach and go to every user? And especially when it comes to, you know, people who can't use some type of devices or have any, you know, issues in access, like having that accessibility issues. So how do you approach that type of design? Yeah, designing for accessibility is incredibly important. I mean, to make sure you're doing that every step of the way. We have accessibility experts that we can consult at TELUS, which is really great and super lucky that we have that. We also have a set of guidelines, accessibility, not only the guidelines that are set for the entire web, but within TELUS as well, we go that little step further. So making sure when we're playing with things like motion or animation that we can also handle it when folks have animation turned off on their browsers. So ensuring that everything meets the color contrast standards and and all that jazz and ensuring that when sites can scale up and font, when users have that setting, that the design doesn't break. So there's so much to think about through there. And yeah, especially with how wider user and customer base is, it's super important to make sure we're thinking about accessibility all the time. It's really amazing to see that, you know, even in a huge company, designers don't lose track of who they design for. It's always the user at the forefront. And you do mention you have accessibility experts and you have user researchers as well. So kind of you get the help of it's it's a full-fledged team and you get the help from all sides to make sure that you provide the best user experience that you that you can. And to that even can you share some of the unique opportunities your role has provided in terms of, you know, in terms of work or professional development or what are the positive aspects that you like to do in your work? Yeah, there's a, a couple things with that. So one just sort of touching on what you're saying is I get to talk to an interface with all these experts from research to accessibility to to coding to everything. So it's the amount of information that I have access to just by talking to a colleague is limitless. And that, that's been really exciting for me to just learn a little bit more about all those different disciplines and, and how they work with my role. So that's been really fun. I think another thing with this might be more of a TELUS specific than a telecom specific thing, but with TELUS, We've been expanding a lot into different products. So you have Telus Health, you have smart home security, you have online security. There's all these different products that aren't necessarily your standard telecom services. So it's been really fun. I've been lucky enough to be a part of a couple of product launches within those spaces. So being able to work in a telecom industry, but I'm also working in health and I'm also working in security has been really exciting for me. I've been able to dabble a little bit into those other industries still under the umbrella of a telecom. It's it's been really unique and and challenging as well to figure out how those, you know, typically other industries work within a telecom. That's been really fun to figure out and play with. And especially now, there's so many changes happening in the industry as well. There's so many technologies, so many products, so many, so much new information coming in into the industry. And with the ever evolving nature of technology, how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and emerging technologies in this field to make sure that you're on top of your game? For sure. It's a great question. And to be honest, something I struggle with quite often, I definitely disconnect from sort of design outside of the nine to five to, to say. So if I'm not really learning within the workday, I'm not typically learning too much afterwards. But I do try to ensure that I'm tuning into conferences as they're happening so it's definitely been tough. It's 
it's something I personally struggle with and want to get better at. I have a list of design books and UX books I've been meaning to read for years that I've just never gotten to. And it's something I'm really trying to work myself up to get to is ensuring that I'm learning as much as I am delivering. Even on on that, can you share your perspective? I know AI is a big thing right now. And I think it has been kind of incorporated into a lot of aspects of our lives. And I'm sure it hasn't missed the telecommunications field at all. And can you share your perspective on the impact of AI on your work, current on your current work as a UX designer? What do you look forward to and what are you kind of fearful about when it comes to incorporating that into your work? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm definitely terrified of it overall. <laughs> like it's it's super exciting and super interesting to watch it unfold in real time, but oh my gosh, there's so much. Like I feel like I can never catch up with it, but I think it's going to be really exciting even just this afternoon at work I was playing around with the new features in Adobe Photoshop and learning all about the generative AI and like the stuff you can do is really incredible and it's really exciting and terrifying as well. So I think it's going to open up a lot of opportunities. I think I'm going to have to scroll through stock photography a lot less, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about because <laughs> that eats up so much time. So it's, yeah, I think, I think I'm really excited about AI. I definitely want to ensure I'm not falling too far behind it. I think one maybe concern or understanding I don't quite have yet is sort of the ethics behind Mm. AI, you know, like how are all these libraries learning? What are they learning from our artists, you know, getting paid or or some sort of reimbursements for AI's training on their work without them knowing or that sort of thing. So there's, there's that, that sort of sits in the back of my mind of, okay, this is really, really cool, but are we ensuring that the ethics are catching up to it? And I, I, I fear that gap's getting bigger and bigger every day. And I, I hope that there's a way to close it. And so that's, yeah, definitely one of my concerns around AI. But overall, it's it's really exciting to play with. That's for sure. Do you see it being used into your work right now? Or do you see it as a very kind of like important factor for a designer to know when they want to start working in the industry? Do they need to know this? Do they need to learn this? And do you think the company, and a te- like a huge company or a telecommunications company, would go that direction as well? Therefore, the designers have to model themselves and learn more about AI as well. Do you see that happening in the near future, or is it happening right now as well? Yeah, I think it's already happening. I think AI is already everywhere. I know there's folks using AI to write Jira tickets faster. There's folks using AI to mm-hmm. like clean up their to-do list or to clean up their design rationale even so yeah there's there's just endless ways to use it almost so endless that i don't even know where to start sometimes but i would say yeah if you're starting out a career in design or or just getting into it i think ai is going to be one of your most powerful tools it's not going to do design for you i think that's something i've been really i've like stuck with is that ai is not taking over our jobs it's just another tool it's just like photoshop it's just like figma like it's just another thing to use to make your work faster stronger that sort of thing it's it's just another tool it's not going to take over your job so that's that's definitely something i think that needs to be made clear is that your job's not going anywhere it's just how you do your job is changing 
Yeah. And it's also just a matter of staying on top of your game and learning more about it and evolving with it. Exactly. I know there's a lot of fear about it, but it's it's part of just going with the flow and improving on your skills on that as well. Definitely. What are some of the most rewarding aspects of working as a UX designer in this field for you? What motivates you to to stay here, to to stay with your company, to kind of provide user to to kind of work for the users in telecommunications field? What motivates you and yeah, what what is the most rewarding aspect of it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think for me solving like design is all about solving problems objectively but in a creative way. That's sort of how I see it. And there's there's technically always a right way to design something, but the nuances and the details of it is where you can play and be a little bit more creative and exciting. Like an example, you know, you have a hero banner, you always want a CTA up above the fold. That's the right way to design a page. But, you know, the graphics around it, the typography, that's where you get to play and have a little bit more fun with, with the brand and that sort of thing. So that's sort of what I like about it a lot is I like having the right answer to things, but I also like being able to put my own spin on it. So that's that's some, one of the most rewarding pieces is, yeah, it's right, but I can I can do whatever I want in this little spot. And that's that's exciting to me. I think also, you know, you have all your user research, your competitor analysis, they all help to point you to the way to solve a problem. So you're never doing it on your own. You're doing it as a big team who's, who's helping you with research, who's helping you with market data, who's helping you with, with analytics and all these sorts of things. So that's really rewarding to see all those different pieces come together. And then at some point at the end, somehow a design comes out. And that's that's really exciting to me. It's always the end result. Kind of, yeah. it makes it all worth it after all the work that you've done. <laughs> Definitely. You also mentioned about using different resources and, you know, using different materials in your work or books. Are there any resources that are your favorite and you see yourself using them every day or quite often in your work? And I think you think it's quite indispensable for every designer to know. Yeah, I think for me, what's helped the most so we onboarded to Figma maybe a year or two ago now with Intellis and Figma's library and community has been so incredibly helpful in just figuring out how to like quickly design, how to learn auto layout, all the different plugins that you can get for Figma. Like that's been such a big wealth of knowledge and, and a huge resource for me is as I'm learning that tool. And now I feel like I'm quite advanced at it is just leaning on the community to be able to, to show like what can be done and what's possible has been really fun. That's actually very good to know as well. I know everybody's every designer uses Figma, but finding those magic, you know, would it be a plugin? Would it be some information from the community? Or would it be a file from the community? I think there's so much to discover. And I don't think we as designers give a lot of thought to that, that, you know, all the resources are so easily available if you just go and look for them, especially, especially when it comes to the Figma community. So. Uh, well, as we wrap up and as the last question that we have, what advice and insights would you offer for aspiring UX designers entering who want to enter the telecommunications industry? And what, you know, what is the advice you can give them to help them succeed in this field? For sure. It's, I would say the telecom industry, there is so much to learn. As I sort of said at the top, I'm still, I've been here four years. I'm still learning something every week. And it, so it's just, you know, if you start in the telecom industry, 
just act as a sponge for like six months to a year. Just soak up all the information. Go to every meeting you can get your hands on. Just understand how that company works, how the industry works, what the company's goals are is really important. Yeah, soaking up knowledge is is just incredibly important. And I would also say as well, whether it's telecom or even other industries, but with ensure that the company's values are something you align with because that's how you're going to produce your best work. This might not be telecom specific, I guess. It's probably just overall, but ensuring that the company has goals that align with you or has, you know, charitable work that aligns with your views or, or that sort of thing is really important because it helps you just stay motivated and, and not be so, you don't get bogged down by the nine to five as much when you sort of have that back in your head. But yeah, overall, just expect to learn so much that you never would have even thought was possible in telecom. I like the fact that you mentioned about values. I also found that, you know, when a company talks about their values, they're quite specific and they actually really true. So you know right away if you're aligned, if you will be aligned with their values or not. I think it's something so important to read even before going into into the industry. If you align with it, it's more likely that you know, once you get in, that is the truth. That's what's going to kind of, you know, that's what the company is going to value most. So if you don't align, you know, you can consider things, but if you do align, I think it's a great opportunity, as you say, to keep growing and act like a sponge on on that. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your insights and experiences with us today. It's really been a pleasure having you on the show as our first episode, and I'm really hoping and I'm sure it will inspire others to explore the exciting world of UX design in the telecommunications industry. And yeah, thank you so much for 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 being here today and for sharing your insights with us. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful chat. That wraps up today's episode of the UX Curious Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and remember to subscribe for more exciting discussions about UX in various industries. See you next time. And as usual, stay UX curious.